This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Idea to Life podcast. This is the podcast for you if you're getting started selling products or if you'd like to create your own product to sell. I'm Vicky Weinberg, a product creation coach and Amazon expert. Every week I share friendly, practical advice as well as inspirational stories from small businesses. Let's get started. Hello, so I have a great episode for you today with Rosie Prosser from Corsside Nursery. So the nursery is an RHS gold medal winning succulent specialist based in Pembrokeshire, Wales. So Rosie's mum is the grower and she does all the computer based things. So photography, marketing, product creation, accounting, customer service. Um, So Rosie and her mum sell their plants in person via their nursery. They also sell online via their own website. They sell on Amazon, they sell on eBay, Etsy wholesale they attend plant fairs um so as you can probably gather there's like a lot going on with their business I think Rosie is the first person I've spoken to who sells plants so that in itself was really interesting I didn't know much about succulents I know a lot more now um and yet this is just a really great conversation about a family business and who does what and how their business has changed and grown in the past four years um it's actually a really interesting fascinating conversation and um really looking forward to um you hearing what Rosie has to say um she also mentions at the end of the episode or towards the and her Facebook group and how she's using that to help sell more products. Um, And so for any of you with um, existing customers or thinking of starting a Facebook group for your business, I think you're going to find that really useful too. So that is enough from me and I would now love to introduce you to Rosie. So hi Rosie, thank you so much for being here. No problem, I'm very excited. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) Can you please start by giving an introduction to yourself, your business and what you sell? So I'm 50% of a business called Corside Nursery, uh, where we grow and sell succulents, which are a specific type of plant. Um, my mum's a grower and I do all things computer based, really. I am getting my hands dirty now and I'm learning about the plants and I really enjoy it. But yeah, I'm the multi hat of you know, the business, the photos, the putting things online, the customers, the emails, <laughs> the computer, essentially. Oh, wow. Thank you. And so it's obviously a family business. So how long have you been involved with the business, Rosie? Um, it was uh, just at the beginning of 2020. Um, so yeah, it's strange. I've always, my mum, my mum has grown and sold plants ever since I can remember. We live on a little farm in the middle of nowhere and that's how she's in here living. Um, and for, for quite a long time, I was living at my mum, at my mum's 
And until then, I was a self-employed photographer, um, just a photographer. So um, wedding photography, family photos, that kind of thing. And my mum sold locally at the the markets. We've got a local market that's every weekend, or she'd go to plant sales, or just in person. She would. Um, we would. We would sometimes get customers, um, but we have a very bumpy lane, so it's a very brave customer that actually comes to the nursery. <laughs> um, and mum just she, she had mentioned a few times about trialing out selling plants online. And strangely enough, at the end of 2019, we did just set up a little eBay page and I put a few things on there um, and that it was kind of set up. And then a few months later, um, coronavirus happened. Um, and when we went into the first lockdown in that March, we were both kind of out of business, essentially, because um, all of my couples and clients were locked up at home. All of mum's customers were locked up at home and we were locked up at home. Um, so there wasn't really any opportunity to continue doing either of our businesses the way we had been. Um, and so mum said, let's, let's just go for it. Let's, let's put a load of stuff online and see what happens. And, um, she just said to me, if you sell something for me, we'll split the profit 50, 50 and, you know, take it from there. Um, and because I'm a photographer, it, it was amazing to just kind of plow my skills into photographing here plants and they're the succulents are so beautiful. They're so photogenic. And um, as we've all kind of online sales, the photos are everything really. Um, so yeah, we started putting some things on eBay and just very slowly sales started happening. I can remember like coming running in, I was like, we sold a plant. And like the first week or two, we were sending out just one box and we were so happy about that. And I can remember a few weeks later, we were sending four boxes out one week. We're like, oh, it's like, that's the myth. And I took photos, you know, it's like, wow, we sold four things online. Um, and it just, we could just see that it really worked. So because I had nothing to do, I just kept plowing stuff on there. I um, finding more plants, putting them on, putting them on. And it just went, it went crazy. It went through the roof and very, very quickly. It was, it was a full-time income for, for us both really. Um, we, we quickly then launched a website. So we went from eBay to our website. Then we went into Etsy and more recently Amazon. Um, yeah. And that's kind of how it started. And it's just gone from strength to strength really. And we, I, I still do photography and my mum has another little business. Um, but this does provide an, inc like a sole income for us both really. So that is amazing. <laughs> and thank you for sharing all of that. And yeah, wow, what a, what a change from selling a few plants like in, you know, markets and in a physical location to suddenly having all this success on multiple platforms. That's yeah, my mum couldn't believe the price that people pay for things online because my mum, we laugh about it now, but she was selling things like £4 each, three for £10 at the market. And we get nine ninety nine plus postage online, uh, no bat of an eye, you know. And we basically we were selling out of things. We had to put the price up, like oh well, right, because plants only grow so fast. Um, and then it got to a certain point where I, we just weren't comfortable putting them any more expensive. It just didn't sit well with us. Um, so then, yeah, we had to take a little break and get you know grow the business to kind of keep up with the sales. Um, but yeah, I just couldn't believe how much things sold because I, I think in the current culture we have now with like next day delivery when people want something they want it now people are going to go straight onto amazon i want it now i want it tomorrow 
and that's that. Whereas in the past, um, people perhaps in the plant community, they would spend months and months going to plant sales, visiting this and that, looking out for you know that plant that they they might come across one day. Whereas now people just jump online, put the name in, and it's in their home. You know, the following day. And I think that has a real impact then on the price that you can charge um, online. Yeah, it definitely does. And I've got a few follow-up questions around that, if it's okay. But first, just to say, I think you're absolutely right. And that's why coming back to what you were saying earlier about the photographs, that's why obviously photographs are so important because I'll be honest, I don't, I have a garden, but I don't know that much about plants and I have bought plants online (laughs) (laughs) and I go purely by the photos. Yeah. There's no point showing me a packet of, if I have a packet of seeds, I need to see what this is going to look like as a small plant and a bigger plant and yeah Yeah. I think that's so important and actually I did notice from you when I was looking at your website your photos are beautiful they're so bright and I had no idea that succulents I had no idea that's what succulents were I think I just didn't really know yeah and the the beauty of um selling online is that there's so there's one particular plant that my mum used to sell in mass all through the spring and summer because that's when it was in flower and she said she'd take it to the market in flower and it, she'd sell out. But any other time of the year, they, they don't look very interesting, those plants. So they don't really sell. Whereas on Amazon, you're listing the, you know, the money shot, the, the, the photo of the plant in flower. And you list that all year round. Obviously, people know they don't flower all year round. But, it, you know, you can sell you can sell for much longer than what you can in person. I didn't think of that. That makes so much sense. And does your mum now have to grow more plants to keep up with the demand? Yeah, a lot more. We've we've got a new polytunnel going up this spring. So it's <laughs> and um yeah, last year we actually we did something completely out of our comfort zone and we went to an RHS exhibition, which in the horticultural world is really kind of prestigious. And people kept coming up to us, like ask like other growers, like, oh, how big's your team? And how many polytunnels have you got? And it, it's like, literally, it's just me and mum. That is it. <laughs> we we don't import any plants. It's all homegrown, um, which is a big, like a lot of companies like Aldi, for example, they import loads of plants from Portugal um, where they've been grown in perfect conditions. And then they get home to the UK in their new house and they freak out because they're like, what is this cold, awful weather? <laughs> Whereas our plants are like accustomed to the Welsh weather. So um, that's a real selling point for us that they're grown in the UK and that they're they're used to it. <laughs> I didn't think about that. But yeah, that definitely is because that is a thing with plants, isn't it? I remember buying a beautiful tree last year or well, a couple of years ago and it died. And I'm convinced it died because I live in England. <laughs> I'm almost certain. Well, it might have literally just spent like all of his young life living the dream in Spain, mm. like in the sun. <laughs> And then you you brought it to cold and wet. <laughs> I'm so sure that's what happened. Um, and how was there a, like as well as like in terms of getting things online? What about the like logistical side of the business? And was there much of a learning curve in terms of how to ship? plants for example because oh, yeah. I'm sure it's not as easy as just putting them in a box yeah it was a big learning curve but my my mum packs the plants to an extent so um she she gets them in the box ready and then when I come over I put the labels on and you know do the second part of the shipment but yeah she was terrified sending them the first few times uh, but we're very lucky in that the type of succulents as a plant they're really robust they've got really like fat leaves and they're um, they thrive on drought. So if they got lost in the post for a couple of days, they're absolutely fine. Whereas some of, I don't know, if you get like these kind of leafy house plants, 
they they need to be like next day delivery otherwise they're dead you know <laughs> yeah so we're quite lucky with that but yeah it's been a lot of trial and error um recently we did we decided to try selling bigger plants which we've never done before and again there was a real kind of stressful week about how they were going to arrive but they they arrived really well um but yeah lots of trial and error <laughs> crazy isn't it because I'm sure it wasn't that long ago and perhaps it was just pre-covid when buying plants online just wasn't a thing yeah I think we got really lucky I I honestly I know it sounds awful but like the the pandemic was really good for us as a business it just kind of pushed us into a place where we'd never really considered before and I think the pandemic also it changed a lot of people's perceptions about ordering online, especially some of like the older community. So like my nan, for example, she's terrified of using her bank details on the computer. Um, And I think the pandemic kind of forced people to do that. And then they did it and it was okay. And now they continued to do it. And yeah, I think our customers do they are a lot of older customers um although I think succulents very trendy and I know a lot of people my age getting into them it's certainly not in like the 20 year olds it's definitely kind of 30 and up that you know are our sort of target customer that's really interesting and I think as well there probably was a time when people thought it, you know plants couldn't be sent in the post you know it would have seemed yeah. impossible so it's yeah it's crazy when you think about it sort of how much business you're doing now for something that's relatively new I don't mean just for your business. A little while back, my mum ordered some pasties online from um, (laughs) from Cornwall, like Cornish pasties, and they arrived and they were in like this mad like refrigerate pack. I don't know. It just yeah, I think where there's a will, there's a way, isn't it? Yeah, but that's good. Um, So I'd really like to talk a little bit about how you balance sort of all the aspects of your business because you mentioned you have a physical location although I know you say not many people turn up there but then of course you're selling online um I know you also sell wholesale you're selling on a few different marketplaces how do you strike the the balance in terms of knowing how much to grow and knowing what you can sell where um because you're in a lot of places now yeah it's um it's been a real challenge actually and I think for for me especially because I've got two little ones, I've got two children, and I also run my other business. It's been um, the last few years have been really difficult and kind of, but it, it's like I'm my own worst enemy. So I'm I'm just so I'm really ambitious and I'm like, right, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. Um, and yeah, it's it's striking the balance and trying to get help in other areas. So like last year in the summer, which is our real peak season, and we just come off the back of this RHS exhibition, I, I was feeling so overwhelmed. And my husband suggested to me that we might get a cleaner. And I was horrified. I was like, oh, no, like we can't get a cleaner. That's terrible. Like, I I don't know. I've always come from like a low income working family. And I thought, no, you're like really independent. Um, but yeah, a few months later, we thought about it. And we've gone in slow. And I've just like, it's just these little, little tiny chunks of your day that if you can allocate, delegate and you can't afford to, it, oh, it's made such a world of difference. And um, this lady, she comes in every other week and she cleans for two hours. And that's two hours that I've got elsewhere, you know, that I can put back into the business. Um, another thing, which I was listening to one of your recent podcasts about spreadsheets. And I am such a spreadsheet freak. Honestly, I like I've got a spreadsheet for everything. Um, and that's a big part of how I keep on top of things. Like we, I've got a spreadsheet that tells me when last year specific plants were in and out of stock so then when my mum my can ask me for that then and she's like right last year we ran out of this plant in February so I need to plant more of them in October 
and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, spreadsheets and delegation. That's but yeah, I've, I don't know why I find it really hard asking for help. <laughs> I, I always think a lot have. Of us do. I do. I yeah, do think that's thing, lots of business owners actually. It's really hard. Although saying that, I don't know if you found that once you start, it gets easier. Yeah, and um, so my youngest is just over one now. Um, and like one of the reasons I can do this podcast today is because he's recently started nursery um, and he does it. He's not old enough to qualify for free nursery. So that's something that like for me that but that for me, that's asking for help. It's like, right, you know what? I'm going to do two, two days where I'm actually going to get time away from my child to, to work because otherwise it's just every evening baby goes to bed. That's when I work and it's not really you can't do that for foreseeable because it's there's no time spare then to kind of breathe or bath or <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's hard and it sounds like you've got a load to balance as well so how I mean other than spreadsheets and by the way I'm really glad you like the spreadsheet episode I love that one as well I thought it was yeah. it's amazing what you can do on a spreadsheet um how do you sort of balance sort of knowing how much though for your mum, how much she needs to grow and when, and, you know, if you're selling wholesale as well and making sure you can keep up with fulfilling orders, how, how do you manage all of that? Because it sounds logistically quite challenging. I mean, it's a good problem to have, I know, but it also sounds quite challenging. Yeah. Well, I think at the moment, my mum is literally just growing as much as she can. She's just, just growing everything to the maximum amount of terms of terms of space and time um and then I sell it so uh, yeah at the moment I feel like that's just our strategy mum just grows as much as she can and as soon as it's ready my job is to get it sold online so there's no real like don't grow too much because we just know if we've got it we'll be able to sell it because if we don't sell it online we'll we'll approach the wholesalers um but yeah, at the moment we are, we're toying with the idea of bringing on other staff, um, but it's tricky because there's two of us in the business. So um, I'm learning from my mum about when, when is, when it is time to say enough is enough. If you know what I mean? Like I, I follow a lot of people who do teach about business and I'm always striving for more. Um, sometimes more is not always better. More is not always the answer. Um, and it's just kind of figuring out what, you know, what you're happy with and what, what, um, what makes you happy. And it's not always a bigger business and a more financially viable business. Sometimes it's things like outside of that, you know? Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because you're right. It depends on what you and your mum see as, I don't want to, when I say success, I mean that in a broad term. It's like what, yeah. what you're looking for, because it absolutely some people want to grow huge business empires and others are quite happy to reach a level where it, you know, fulfills all that they need. Yeah. And I that think, can change. Yeah. I'm kind of, I think I'm more, more than my mum in the sense that I want to go big, big, big and thing, but then I get myself into terrible, stressful situations and it's been really wonderful kind of learning from my mum about um, kind of gratitude and grounding. And it's not always about the bigger and the better sort of thing. Um, yeah, to go into the RHS last year was such a like crazy experience. Our sales went through the roof after that because we got exposure at um, at the show. And it's like, right, what are we going to do next year? And then it's like, whoa, 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 this is like, this is taking up so much of our life. Let's take, we are going to do it again. I think we're planning to do it again next year. Um, but yeah, this year we decided to just have a year of kind of consolidation and yeah, grounding. <laughs> 
Yeah, that makes sense. And I feel like there is a temptation, isn't there, to like next year has to be bigger and better than the one before. But I actually think it's okay just to stay on an even keel for a while. Yeah. And um, yeah, my my whole life, well, not my whole life, my recent life the last few years has been um, very busy. I recently got married two years ago, had another baby. And it's like balancing that as well. It's um, it's because it's not all about the business. Um, but it's like I was saying to my mum, it's so hard because you can just see the potential. You can like, oh, I can see that if we did this, da, 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 da. Um, but yeah, it's just getting it all in line to make sure you're ready to kind of grow with it. But yeah, I do think um, if we did want to expand that we'd need to expand our team. And that's that's a really big deal for a little business kind of going into being actual employers of other people. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That seems like a huge step. I mean, that's different from employing, you know, freelancers or contractors to do the odd bit of work, isn't it? That's like something else entirely. Mm. Oh, well, good luck with whatever you do decide to do. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe we'll have to check in in like a year or something and see and see where you're at. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, think be, I think that would actually be really interesting. Yeah, Amazon um, is um, my kind of uh, sub what's the word target for this year because we are on Amazon um, but I, f- I don't find it quite as user-friendly as the other selling platforms so it's been quite a big learning curve um, but the little amount that we have on there is selling really well and there's actually not a lot of competition on Amazon for what we sell um, whereas uh, on eBay and Etsy there is quite a bit of competition which is it because there's this one plant we sell loads of and I went to look it up on Amazon the other day to see kind of what prices people would charge it's not even on there like nobody's selling it so I thought all right well we better, <laughs> better do well, something about that well that's really exciting and it definitely puts you in a really good position as well and um and I'm pleased you brought this up because I was going to ask you about Amazon because obviously I've seen that you're on there and that's something that I'm particularly interested in. So apart from not being the most user-friendly platform, which I think lots of lots of people listening will know and I am yeah have first-hand experience of, how have you found that first year of being on there? It's been, it's been good. Um, I've struggled with the photography element um, because like you say, you've been, you've been on our website, you can see the photos are a big part of our kind of marketing um, and with Amazon, they you need to have that blank white background image with the product on. So that that's put a little bit of a spanner in the works because I can't use my catalogue of photos that I have for everywhere else. So everything has to be re-photographed um, to put on there. So I'm kind of just working my way through that. It's, it's not bad because I've bought this box, you know, like a white box. You put yeah. the product in. And once I've got it set up, you could just click and, you know, next, next, next sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's just getting the time, but, um, yeah, it seems just seems great. Good. I just, I, it's just, there's potential there. There's a lot of potential and, um, we're not really on there enough at the moment to, to see really how it compares. Um, cause we've just been putting a few things on there, whereas our whole kind of catalog is on the other three platforms already. Yeah. And I think that's probably makes sense though, because as you found out, Amazon isn't always the easiest of platforms. So I think I'd always recommend starting small rather than putting your whole catalog yeah. on there because it's time consuming as well. It's it's nowhere near as simple as putting something on eBay, which I think most of us could do in 10, 15 minutes. It's like, it's just not that, is it? Yeah. I'm trying to find the, um, some kind of software where I can, I could put our whole inventory and it will manage it across the other, all you know, all sites. I did, I think I found one before, but it just didn't quite work. Because if my mum says, like, we're doing the order, she said, oh, this plant's looking a bit tired. Let's t- pull that one offline. 
at the moment I log into the website and I take it off the website. Then I go into eBay. Then I go into Etsy. Then I go into Amazon. And I think if, I don't know if you know of any, but I would, I would love to be able to find some kind of software where you just go, right, we've got 50 of these and just kind of work together. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. I think that makes sense because it is, it is hard to manage all of the different platforms and obviously all of them are different as well in terms of what's required and seo and mm-hmm. um just out of, of interest because i think this will be useful for people listening is which of the platforms um that you're on have, other than your own website because obviously all website builders are different have you found the easiest in terms of just getting set up and you know being able to get your catalog on there for example i think um etsy is by far the most user-friendly um it's not always the most kind of the best depending on your product because it's a, it's actually yeah. tends to lend itself more to handmade and bespoke kind of things. Um, but yeah, I find Etsy so easy to use. I wish my website was as easy as Etsy to use. And it just, it looks pretty when you go in there, you, you've got your shop front and stuff. So we do have, I do have a shop on, on eBay, but it doesn't, it doesn't look so well. And I think, I think eBay are doing a lot of work at the moment because I've seen lots of changes um, but it's it's nowhere near. Yeah, I think Etsy's really. I think a lot. I know a lot of businesses that just use Etsy. They don't have a website. They just have well, they have a website, but it link it just links over to Etsy to do the selling part. Um, the fees are quite a little bit more on there, um, but but their marketing is incredible. Our sales on Etsy are way higher than our sales on eBay. You know, without having to do any without doing anything differently, they seem to be able to market much better. Oh, that's really interesting. And how about, if you don't mind me asking, how about Amazon versus eBay in terms of, um, versus Etsy in terms of, not in terms of usability, because we all know Amazon's rubbish to use, but in terms of visibility and sort of the amount of traffic you get, do you see a difference? Yeah, I think at the moment, I'm not really in a position to compare the two just because we've only got a small amount of stuff on Amazon, but I'm seeing really good results, which, so I think once we get the full catalog on, you would be able to see properly, but I, I think it will be better because there's, there's very little competition on Amazon. And I think a lot more, well, I know a lot more people shop on Amazon <laughs> than Etsy. So I, I do think once I get my act together and put everything on there, I think it's going to be a lot more yeah, I think you've definitely got a lot of potential on Amazon because as you say, there isn't a lot on there. And actually, you were the one of the first people that I came across that was even selling um, succulents on Amazon. Mm. The, there have been people selling fresh flowers and bouquets and things for a long time. But in terms of succulents, I don't think there are many people on there, which is always a really good position to be in because more yeah. will come. Of course they will. But being there at the beginning really, really helps. Yeah, and as, as an actual kind of industry of of businesses there's there aren't that many growers of succulents really i i think i know of about 10 companies in the uk that grow here um and all do quite well with it a lot of other companies import things from over over the border um but they don't tend to just be succulent sellers they're like i don't know homeware shops and other bits and bobs so we're in a really fortunate market really where there's lots of opportunity and it's just the most wonderful thing where our cost of the cost to make our product is so small, <laughs> um, other than obviously time. Um, but yeah, we're kind of, we are growing, we're growing our product. So yeah, it's a wonderful thing. Our, our profit margins are crazy good. I think compared to any other business that's, that's actually selling a product anyway. 
That's really interesting to hear because usually I hear the opposite about margin. So that's really interesting. I never thought about that. In fact, you're the first person I've spoken to that sells plants. And I hadn't actually considered. (laughs) I don't worry at all. I'm actually actually in my room because we've got deliveries coming on downstairs. (laughs) Oh, no problem at all. I guess you guys are always busy with, you know, things happening. Um, um, What was I about to say? Um, I think I was going to say you're the first person I've spoken to who sells plants, and I find this and I find this just fascinating because you, I didn't think about the fact that of course because you're growing from I presume seeds or cuttings or I don't know how things are grown. If I'm very honest, I just grow a few bulbs in the garden. Um, but yeah, you, you're, I guess your overheads can be quite low, which is yeah. So yeah. yeah, we do we do mostly from cuttings where you take parts of bigger plants and put them into smaller parts. Um, but a lot of people like to grow their own and succulents are incredibly, um, they grow on their own just from like one leaf. So you can, you could just take a load of leaves off a plant and within a few months, you've got like 10 new plants, you know, um, for no real effort. They just kind of do it. So we've got a box that we sell, which is just, we call it the manager's special propagation pack. And it's a letter box kind of basic. It's a box of leaves. And when I told my mum that we were, this is a plan, people people pay for leaves online. She was like, stop being silly. We are not selling leaves. I was like, mum, honest to God, we were going to sell a box of leaves. <laughs> but, and yeah, what do we charge for that? It's $14.99 for a, essentially a box of leaves. And it's to some people that sounds crazy, but to the people who get those leaves, that's like 20 new plants within a few, within a few weeks. And yeah, it's mad at what... Um, what people can yeah what people buy online <laughs> that's so smart that's such a clever thing to sell because actually as you were talking about succulents going from leaves honestly my brain was wearing because I was like I could pluck some leaves and then I could put them in I was honestly going through that thought process if I could grow things just by putting leaves in pots so I can definitely see that it's that a really beautiful little parcel because we, we we've got like a lovely stamp on there and it's like tissue paper and like succulents are all different colors they're purple and green and a red and all different shapes and you open it and it's like a little box of chocolates you know it's like if that's your thing is I for me I feel like now I'm a plant person so for me that's like amazing present <laughs> I think that's such a nice gift and I can totally see how that would sell really well um, yeah, we've we've developed more now and like selling things selling the same things in different ways for example so we sell the leaves but we also sell cuttings now like larger ones um, there's a there's a certain type of succulent called an aeonium, and there's there's like hundreds of different types of aeonium. So we've got like what, what we call um I can't remember what I've called it now, but it's like a a deluxe box of aeoniums where you you've got like twenty different varieties, and they're all just cuttings. But to be able to actually get a whole collection of twenty plants in the past, you just spent years and years visiting nurseries and looking for that. And now you can just go online and you just buy this box, and it comes, and they're all labelled. And we we have to use um, a plant passport, which is part of like UK um, legislation, but they're all like passported and legitimate. And yeah, within a few months, you've got this wonderful collection that yeah you've grown yourself there's a real reward in that as well <laughs> I think that's really interesting and as you're talking and obviously I haven't met your mum but I'm thinking it sounds like you and your mum must really complement each other because it sounds like your mum has so much knowledge about plants and growing and then you've got all of these new ideas that sounds like you two must be a really good 
team. I mean, I know, I know things aren't obviously as simple as that, but yeah, I can definitely see. Yeah, them. honestly, we work so well together, and it, like we never ever planned to go into business together. We were just locked at home one day, you know. Um, but yeah, I've always been so like we we are literally like best friends. Me and my mum are very fortunate. We've we've grown up together, you know. We had a wonderful childhood, and yeah, we're best friends. So we. But we can talk, to, we we can tell each other hard stuff. You know, if, if mum doesn't agree with something that I've planned to do, that she we've, we've got a wonderful way where she can just explain it. And we, you know, we can agree not to agree or not, but it's not a problem. You know, we're very, we can we can share what we feel honestly. And I think, I mean, I've never been in business with anyone else, so I can't really compare it, but it's wonderful to be able to talk openly and honestly. Mm. Um and yeah, you just know that they're going to take what you said seriously, whether or not they agree or not. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like you really complement each other. But, and also that your roles seem pretty defined as well, which I think is also like I I have sometimes I've spoken to other people before who've worked with friends or family and something they've spoken about is it can be hard to have a line between, OK, now we're colleagues, but we're also friends or family. And also I do this and you do that. And, you know, all of those kinds of things. But it sounds like, you know, you guys have got that works out really well. Yeah, so it's, it's really great. I I send like I've got a wholesale brochure. I was looking at it the other day, and it's like introducing us, and we it's literally just like two completely different skill sets coming together. Because like my mum's okay on the computer, but she like she doesn't enjoy using the computer. Um, and I do like the great outdoors. I love that so, but I I enjoy sitting on my desk and designing and stuff and editing photos and sending emails. Like I don't. I do. I just, I do enjoy that. <laughs> so like, I know my husband, that's his like worst nightmare. He's like a real hands-on. He likes to be doing stuff, you know? Um, but I, I am getting involved with the plants and I'm learning a lot. I learn a lot through, um, through creating the listings online. Cause obviously you need to write about the plants. So you kind of need to learn about them and yeah, all the names that's been a real learning curve, but I can, I can name all of them now by sight very easily. <laughs> Well, that's amazing. And yeah, that's, yeah, I, yeah, I'm just really struck by that, like how much you're probably teaching each other, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. So I've been pushing my mum into the realms of um, video at the minute. So we've got a Facebook group, which I set up. Well, I can't remember now. It was probably about two years ago. But I said to mum, it's really good to have a group on Facebook where our customers can like, you know, kind of interact with us and each other. And she was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about this. And um, we started doing, we do videos in there now. And she was terrified. Well, not terrified, but it just wasn't her thing. Whereas now she's great. I'm just pointing the camera at her and she's happy to go with it. Um, yeah, the Facebook group's been just really good for our business because we, we've got to know so many of our customers and we've got lots of like regular loyal customers. And it's really wonderful to be able to talk to them and they share pictures of their plants and it's like it's a really lovely community in there. I mean, we've got people in there who are not customers. It's just it's like a group for people who grow succulents, essentially. <laughs> That's really interesting because I don't know of many product businesses who have a Facebook group. So yeah, talk a little bit about how you how you use the group and also how you encourage people to join as well, if you don't mind. Yeah, so I I encourage people to join a lot of the sale point. We've got um, like automated emails that go out, so when people make a new order, it they'll get a kind of series of of emails. Um, but uh, I feel like a few people think that it's actually me emailing them because I I write them very personally, and we get like people often reply, you know, let me know how they plant, and it's lo- which is lovely. 
Um, so we invite them at that point. We have a Facebook page, which we've got lots of followers on. So we kind of encourage people from there. Um, but we also have a flyer that goes into all of our parcels and it's the number one thing on the front because yeah, it's just, it's, we've got, I think there's like 1600 people in the group now. And if we've launched two new products in the last few months, I put that, I put it in there first because they are kind of VIP customers and it goes out to a newsletter cohort as well. And we get instant sales because people trust us. They know that what we sell is a good product. They know who sells it, which I think it's really important. Um, not everyone's confident to kind of be a personality behind the brand. Um, and I've, but I think people really relate to it, um, really appreciate it that it's a small business. It's just a mum and her daughter selling plants and like it's, they, they really, really like it and support it, which is nice. <laughs> That's really nice. And it's really good you've built up that community. And I guess it's also a way that people can share, like you say, share photos of their plants, which must be helpful for you know, encouraging sales as well. I know that's probably not an yeah. aim, but that's really good. And do you get do you get a lot of interaction from your customers as well? Yeah, loads. We get yeah, get the Facebook group especially. That's where we get most interaction. But I've created units in there which you like guides that you could do with Facebook groups. And because succulent care throughout the year varies a lot, the way you care for succulents in the winter in the UK is very different to the summer. So I tried to put blog posts and videos and YouTube links and stuff. And then I create little guides. Um, but yeah, a lot, I think a lot of our customers are quite beginners really when they come to us. Um, and yeah, I, I think I take for granted the knowledge that my mum gives me because I, I can just ask her anything. Um, but most people don't have like a professional grower that they live with or, you know, nearby. So they, it's nice that they can feel they can do that for us, uh, with us. Yeah. And that's really smart as well. Like creating content around how to use, when I say products, I know they're plants, but how to use your products and how to get the best of them and how to care for them. I'm, I'm just really hoping that everyone's getting some inspiration from this because I think that's really smart in terms of helping people, you know, use their plants and enjoy them, but also providing like really useful information as well, which as you said, well, it's probably one of the reasons they'll come back to you. Yeah. Yeah. Another big kind of one of our selling points is that our business is really big on recycling. Um, this has come from my mum. She's just, she's such a womble. Like growing up, if if somebody didn't want something, they'd give it to my mum because they knew she'd have a big shed and she'd use it. Um, but our garden or my mum's garden is full of stuff, random stuff planted up with succulents <laughs> or other plants, like handbags and tires and wellies and all of that kind of stuff. So throughout the year, we we create things like that. Um, like I did a little, like you get these pot puri. I can't really say that, that you put on the counter and it's got like, it's a box yeah. of holes in essentially. But I like glued it in a funny way and put loads of stuff in it and put it online. And that just got so much interaction. But it, of course it's got our business logo in the corner, you know, and I think that does wonders for our, yeah, I've been trying to get on Pinterest. That's another one. And I've got um, a lot of people who sell products say Pinterest is really good for, people who are looking for ideas and then it links through to your website um but yeah it's hard to kind of to find the time to do all of that but yeah and apparently tiktok as well especially if you're creating videos apparently oh, yeah. tiktok's amazing yeah. but the thing is as you say you could spend all of your time just creating content or just uploading products to catalog you know there's always something to be doing isn't there there's always yeah a new, whether it's a marketplace or social media platform so i think yeah you do have to think carefully about where you invest your time especially yeah, when it's just the two of you 
yeah if i've got some kind of content so um like at um what's the term in autumn my mum had loads of pumpkins and she did this succulent display with the pumpkins and i thought right that's the took photos of it and we did a little video and then i kind of go through the tick boxes have i put it on the facebook page have i put it in the facebook group <laughs> okay <laughs> um is it, i put it on pinterest then i put it on instagram then i put it on you and it's like i feel like i feel like this is spreadsheet for that <laughs> and maybe it'd be like just because oh and i wrote a blog we've got a blog on the website as well so it's just like one set of photos you can utilize in a really you can utilize in so many ways and yeah it's just trying to get the most out of each bit of content isn't it rather than keep creating new stuff yeah, and actually that's one of my goals for this year is to repurpose things and try and get as much mileage out of like one podcast episode, for example, as possible. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, because I think like content for most of us could be a full-time job if we let it. Yeah, and I I think, I'm not sure, but I think a lot of people in that role are in it because you enjoy it as well. So it's almost like, oh, I really I enjoy making this. I enjoy it. But yeah, you at some point you have to be like, right, no, and I need to do the other stuff. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's hard to draw lines, isn't it? And um, I think I, I've got a lot of work to do in that respect, um, kind of allocating time blocks to things and just, yeah, stick into that. That's probably something I should do. <laughs> oh, it all sounds good. Um, thank you so much for all you shared, Rosie. And I'm going to link to your website in the show notes for this episode and also to your socials, maybe even your Facebook group. If you wanted to share that, we might have some such yeah, lovers lovely. that are listening. <laughs> um, but final question, what is your number one piece of advice for other product creators? Um, I have thought about this. Um, and I, I honestly, I think the best bit of advice I can give is to just go for it. Just just do it, whatever it is that you're thinking about doing, just do it. Um, and yeah, there's a quote, I think it was Winston Churchill saying that um, perfection is the enemy of progress. And like we were trying to start a YouTube channel, for example, in my head, I wanted it to be this perfect intro, this perfect this, this perfect that. And in reality, it just wasn't going to be that for a very, very long time. So we thought, oh, do you know what? Let's just chuck some videos on. And I had some woman comment, I did a video about leaf propagation and she said, I've I've just ordered on the website. Thank you. You know, and it's it's not a great video. It's just my phone camera in the conservatory you know doing my best but yeah I think just go for it I think that's the best bit of advice I can give obviously you can have a strategy and all of this but if you're if you're arming and ahhing about something just give it a go um and you can always redo it you can always make it better in the future but unless you start it's never going to be anything is it you feel like you just got to start Oh, thank you. I really like that advice. I really love that quote as well. That's one of my favorites because I'm completely yeah. with you that I would much rather do something than think about doing it for an hour and a half. If you see what I mean, I think yeah. there's something, I mean, obviously I'm not saying you can't, you shouldn't think about things, but I, I don't think you should think too much about whether you should do things. If you see what yeah. I mean. I know with, with my photography business, it's always been hard not comparing myself to other people. Um, because when I started, I wasn't that great. You know, I had, I felt like I had certain skills, but then I'd see other people's photographs and think, well, I'm, I'm not that good. I'm not as good as them. So should I be doing it at all? Um, but yeah, the, the reality is there's always some going to be somebody doing it better than you. There's always going to be somebody further along the line than you, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be doing it as well. And it just means that you're just not in the same place, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's definitely something to be said for like, not 
comparing yourself to everyone else around you which is easier said than done I totally know because very few of us are doing something where there's no competition at all yeah it's hard isn't it because you've got to keep an eye on the competition and you want to keep an eye on what like what's what's popular what's trending but then try not to compare it's it's very hard (laughs) it's a hard line to draw actually a hard balance well thank you so much Rosie no problem it's been uh yeah I've never done a podcast before so it's been a great experience <laughs> oh, you've done brilliantly thank you <laughs> <laughs> lovely thanks ever so much thank you so much for listening right to the end of this episode do remember that you can get the full back catalogue and lots of free resources on my website vickyweinberg.com please do remember to rate and review this episode if you've enjoyed it and also share it with a friend who you think might find it useful thank you again and see you next week If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.